Are you working on your business or in your business? What's your passion and your purpose? Have you considered hiring a business coach? Or are you just ready to go on vacation? I know you are. <laughs> I am. If you are, then this is the show for you. Welcome to Last Call for Plastisol. Cheers. Welcome to Last Call for Plastisol. I'm Christy Rossi. And I'm Jeremy Ray. And again, we don't know what episode this is going to be, but that's okay. But this morning, we're drinking Prosecco. Prosecco. And it's, I found out it's Italian. It's good. It's good. It's it's very sweet. I had to educate Jeremy on the difference between Prosecco and Brut. It's, yeah. What is Brut? Brut is the drier champagne. Brut, is that the name of it? No, that's, it's a, that's kind. a cologne. It's a, like a variety. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Do not wear that either. I will vomit I was going to say, can bucket. you drink the stuff that's, no, that's <laughs> gross. It doesn't smell like cologne. It's very good. It's sweet. We need some orange juice, and then we would have the bougie stuff. What's that? Um, a mimosa. A mimosa. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I see. Think I have you're no the clue. First person that's ever called a mimosa bougie. Really? It's very bougie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my everyday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've seen people order them on the plane. You know, you get on an early flight or mm-hmm. something. And you order them on the plane, and then you're like, "Hey, what's, what? What would you like, sir?" I'm like a vodka and cranberry. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, just go for it. Yeah. If you're gonna send it. If you're gonna go bougie with orange juice, just give me the hard stuff. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> Today we're, we're gonna do our sponsor reads. Yes, and this is gonna be for our. It does. We don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Are you even listening? Did you just fast forward through all these sponsor reads? Probably. I hope not. I hope not, though. But here we go. Blue Ridge Screen Products is our first sponsor read. And are you looking to up your print game? Are you wondering if there's a better process to improve your overall print? Are there better products that can help you produce more in a shorter amount of time? Talk to one of our textile print advisors at Blue Ridge Screen Products and see if they can help you improve your game. Or just go to their website, www.blueridgescreenproducts.com, and shop for some of the best products in the industry. Use last call 10 at checkout to receive 10% off your first order. Start partnering with your print textile advisor today. Boom. Boom. And Aaron is great. We've talked about him so much. We've had him on this show. Just We're go. Like, we should have t-shirts that say Aaron Fan Club. Yes. <laughs> yes. We will. Um, our next sponsor is Monarch Color. Monarch Color. Monarch Color Corporation manufactures some of the highest quality and most innovative plastisol inks currently on the market. Monarch offers a full line of ready-for-use inks, finished ink blending systems, and pigment dispersion blending systems, all of which are available on our standard and low-temp lines. Interested in giving Monarch a try? Head on over to monarchcolor.com to take a look at all of our product offerings and check out the distributor page to find a distributor near you. Monarch Color. We're ink people and we know color. I believe it. They've been in ink the industry for a long, long time. Yeah, I love it. Yep, cool. And our final sponsor is PMI Tape for What's On Press Wednesday. We've been getting on you at these past few episodes about going ahead and posting What's On Press Wednesday. And I think we touched on it last time and I'm going to touch on that again. PMI Tape sponsors it. They're a great tape product. Um, split Tape all the different tapes for taping your screen. You shouldn't be taping your screen with anything else. But guess what happens when you post what's on Press Wednesday? 
you're entered for a chance to win a free beer. Absolutely. But what perks do you get from that? Oh, not only that. Not only are you entered into this, but PMI Tape will repost you. We will repost you. And then our other sponsors will likely repost you. And So exposure in the market. Exposure in the market for free. You basically get paid to post your stuff and then it gets distributed by everyone. Yes. It's a win-win. Win-win, so, win-win, win So post it. It doesn't matter what you use that money for that we give you for winning. It could be a drink. It huh. could be you know a what? cheeseburger. I, f- I feel like they should give it back to us. They should give it back to us for, <laughs> for doing this. Yes. This is a win-win-win. It's been a long week, guys. It's been a long week. So <laughs> without further ado, on I, with the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Christy, today we're going to run this thing solo without a guest. Are you okay with that? Yes, I actually am. I'm really stoked for this episode. I feel like we're probably like eight or nine episodes in. Sorry, my nose itched. Um, And I feel like it's time to kind of regroup and talk about our shops, what's happened over the last quarter, Um, talk about our lives, talk about everything. Sounds good. Have a Prosecco. Saturday morning Prosecco. It's um, it's sweet, and it's just got a little bit of pop on the end. Yeah, I like the bubbles. They make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> is that what makes you happy, Christy? <laughs> or is it the alcohol? You know yeah. what I noticed? Have you ever watched um, like all the uh, the crazy dating shows, like Love at First Sight or anything no. like that? No. 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 Oh my gosh, you're missing some total drama. Like, I don't it's a like total train wreck. That. Like I get my anxiety is way too high to watch other people's drama. Like I can't handle it. Yeah, I think it just makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> yeah, I I like get. I guess what's that called? An, an empath? Like when you feel other people's feelings? And oh stuff. yeah. Oh, like you're, I you're, yeah, I go too sympathize. deep into it, okay. and like I can't handle it. Okay. I need well, no drama. They drink pers- like champagne, like it's going out of style, and yeah. I'm like, I've never seen anybody drink that much champagne before. My friends do. Wow, so I'm just <laughs> hanging with the wrong crowd. It's uh, I say it's bougie. Christy says it's an everyday thing. Well, we were talking <laughs> earlier, and he said a mimosa made the prosecco bougie. So just adding OJ upset for you. Yeah, I guess so. I this think this is South Carolina. Honestly, <laughs> I think I think a screwdriver is kind of a bougie drink too. Really? Like, yeah, I just don't know. Do you know, uh, growing up, my mom used to drink screwdrivers, and yeah. I thought that was like a cool drink. I've never been to a bar and seen anybody order a screwdriver. No, nobody orders or an amaretto sour. No. 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 Don't do that, you guys. That's bougie. So, Jeremy, this episode. Um, we, we are like eight episodes in nine episodes yeah. into our podcast. Like, how do you think it's going so far? I think it's going good. I think we're learning. Yeah. I mean, you know, we switched backdrops a couple times. We're just kind of figuring everything out. Now we're holding microphones instead of having those things, those boom things on yeah. us. It's one of these things where you just, you know, we're just trying to get episodes out there. We're not pretending we're at, you know, as bigger as all the other shows, but I think we're having fun, and we're provi- hopefully we're providing good content for you guys. If we are, give us a like and a thumbs up, and comment in our in our comments, and just let us know. Gosh, man, you, they should let us know. We should say, hey, come on, let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah, and I think we've had a really great variety of people on the show mm-hmm. from different 
aspects of the screen printing industry. We've had shops, we've talked about getting an auto, we've talked about branding your shop, we've talked about sales, we've had um, a shirt manufacturer, we've had a shirt distributor. Like, yeah, we've kind and of these done are big the gamut. Names. Yeah, yeah. We, some, some for the first six shows, it's been or first eight shows, it's been kind of it's been good. I mean, Print Girl Mafia was on here, like mm-hmm. the, you know, the, Nikki. That's it, you know. She's she's cool to be in, and and people know who she is, so that's cool. Kind of want to have hear what she has to say. Um, and Aaron's very knowledgeable, super knowledgeable. Yes. As color, phenomenal shirts. Mm-hmm. They gave us some good ideas during the show. Yep. Um, Dello, yep, dude from is Mac just Fly. from MacFly is just doing things that nobody's doing and and people want to do, and it's really 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 mm-hmm. cool. One and thing I've learned over these past eight episodes is everyone's doing something different. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really opened my mind to what's possible in the screen printing industry, and not be so like confined to what we're doing within our shop. Yeah. And yeah. And it's cool. I feel like I think one of the cool things about that we're trying to do and maybe we don't even realize we're doing it, but like all of our guests are live right now. Mm-hmm. So they're with us. That's not always the case on podcasts, you know. Yeah. And so this is just a different dynamic. You kind of see the awkwardness in us and the awkwardness <laughs> in our guests and the weird pauses and all that stuff. But it's, you know. It's fun. It's different. It is fun. I like it. It's and I've not, gone back and forth whether or not we should do Zoom episodes or not, but I really like being in person. This is fun. In person this is cool. with people. Yeah. Plus, we get to drink and burp and, yeah. you know, make each other laugh and all that fun stuff. And that's fun, too. So, um, yeah, there's been, I think it's been great. And um, it's exciting to see where the show's going to go. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. We're both in flip-flops today because yes. I'm in vacay are. mode. You are. Man, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Key West a couple weeks ago, so I can't complain, but man, I'm jealous of what you're doing. So. I'm in vacay mode, but then I remembered like I need to leave here after the podcast and go embroider some shirts oh, do you? before I leave. Do you pack already? No, no. Oh, I've been busy all week. How many um, days are you gone? Um, so today is Saturday. I leave tomorrow morning bright and early to go to Barbados with Gildan and then I'm gone until Wednesday night. I'm actually coming home a day early from that trip because Thursday, both my kids graduate from school Okay. and then Friday I have to get my hair done, dyed for the wedding. And then Saturday we leave for the beach for a week for the wedding. And then the wedding's that following Friday, Friday. Got it. So lots of stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting though. So like nobody's, you know, your shop's closed. Um, no, it's going to be open. I think. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah. But it's, it's been an interesting week because I've been trying to jam stuff out because I'm going to be not in the shop for 21 days, which is the longest I've ever been away from my shop. Um, and it's unnerving. Yeah. And this week I was on press because we were so busy and some other stuff was going on. And you guys, I'm not used to printing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like my shoulders hurt, my arms hurt, yeah. just being in the heat too, yeah. um, all day. And then trying to manage that with selling and then explaining to my customers that I'm going to be gone and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot to handle. So 
Uh, some of our viewers are probably like, oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to Barbados and you had to print. Yeah. No, but. <laughs> no, but, but being gone and like yeah, making sure your budget is listen, good for being gone for 21 days when you're the shop owner, like it's a lot. I think, and this is a this is a good opportunity for us to say, I think this episode will talk a little bit about the fact that we've kind of, as us as owners have transitioned to working on our business instead of working in our business, but so we still have to work in our business. So yeah. we still have to print every once in a while. Yeah. We still have to fold stack it when people call off or we, you know, we have to get out there and help out. It's not like we're, you know, sitting back, no. you know, living the dream and everybody else is doing the work for us. Yeah. There's a lot of work involved in, in running a screen printing company. So yeah, we don't just get to go on vacations and do podcasts and do nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I think even though I would love that, that's, that's the end game. Yeah. Right. We're close. No, we're not close, but we're, we're working on it this week. I don't feel like I'm very close, close, but (laughs) everything will be fine. Yeah. So work, how's it going for you guys? Are you guys busy? We are jamming. Yeah. Jamming. That's Um, awesome. I, I really wanted to talk about, um, it's kind of hard because at the end of last year, I was ready to like upgrade my shop and, you know, I got picked up by the Guild and Board of Decorators and that was a great opportunity for me. And it led to a bunch of different opportunities for exposure for my shop. And I don't think if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't think I was ready for what the exposure got me. And yeah. it's been a little chaotic. Yeah. Um, it's been chaotic at best. I did not have the pieces in place to grow as fast as we grew. Um, and for the past couple of months, like I've been working 78, 80 hours a week, yeah. like no joke guys. And I'm sure you, everyone has done this when they hit right. a growth period. Um, and it's scary and it's hard to decide like what move to take, to, you know, because my idea of where I wanted to take my shop, um, is different than what is happening right now. But I like where it's going right now too. I just didn't know that this was possible. Yeah. Well, you, I've seen, I've seen you grow and you've made some strategic decisions that, that I'm considering making like Mm -hmm. hiring graphics. Mm -hmm. Like, and that seems to be like, Hey, let's just take something off my plate. Yeah. So graphics is a really good example of this. Like when I came back from the Guild and Board of Decorators trip to Honduras in October, a couple of people have mentioned, hey, Christy, just from the things you're saying, you should hire out art because you're not yeah. a graphic designer. And I know that about myself. I'm a salesperson. Um, so I did hire graphics. But one thing I didn't anticipate at the time is right when I got back, my um, production manager decided to leave. Right. So I hired GraphX and it's not cheap. No. I, I'll just go ahead and say that. It's worth no. the money, but it's not cheap. So if you think you're spending like around three grand a month to hire GraphX, a full-time designer, you need to at least make $10,000 more a month in sales mm-hmm. to break even yep. on your GraphX. But can your shop manage $10,000 more a month in production with what you have. And after my production manager left, I I didn't move quickly enough to hire that spot again when I had also added graphics. So then it was just a little chaotic. Right, yeah. Yeah, and so that's the one thing, you know, I I met with a business coach this week and he's like, you know, 
I see that one of your goals is to hire out the artwork and, and try to free yourself up more for other things in the business. Um, how much does that cost? Mm-hmm. You know? And then he's like, all right, so what's the plan to get that money back? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So he's already challenging me for the same things that you just went through. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't think enough people think about that overhead and everything else. And he's like, no, let's come up with a plan to one pay for me to coach you through this and two pay for that pay yeah. for that replacement and together we can figure that out so pretty cool yeah. to have somebody like that on your side it is. to try to help you out but that's just the reality of you guys of growth is um yeah things you you want to grow things just happen and you all of a sudden grow and you're like oh well i thought we were doing pretty good and yeah. now like we don't know what the heck we're doing and I mistakes start being the made. best way to put it is you solve one problem you free up your time, but then you create five more problems that you didn't really think through and think you were going to create. Right. And then you need to solve those problems. But then the time you were going to be selling more or whatever more. Right. Making your shop more efficient. You've got to be problem solving mode for those until until you get those problems solved. So I think it's this. I don't know when the struggle stops of problem solving, getting better creating new problems, solving those problems. Um, it's exhausting at times. I yeah. need a vacation. Yeah. For sure. you, yeah. Cause as an owner, you just find yourself putting out fires like mm-hmm. crazy. And that's honestly, um, that time you'll never get back putting out, putting out those fires. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, there, I feel like there is solutions and that whole job coach, you know, has kind of pointed those things out to me enough to be like, Oh Wow you know, I have to have standard operating procedures for everything Mm -hmm. so that I can hold my employees accountable to something Mm -hmm. instead of making it personal, which right now it seems like it's always personal because we don't ever think about, oh, we're just a small little shop where we don't need that, those things. And then all of a sudden, you know, you feel built, you know, you feel bad, you know, your printer feels bad because he made a $1,700 mistake or something. And then you're like, Oh, don't worry about it. You know, it's okay, but it's not okay. Yeah. You've just lost a ton of money on that job and it's got to redo keep it, together. it. Yeah. And you got to keep it together and all that stuff. And if you don't have those systems in place, there's no accountability there. There's no understanding of where that person, you know, how that person can even just excel in his job and get better and grow and all of that fun stuff. So there's just a lot of stuff that, um, that I don't have in place Yeah, that I should have in place. Um, speaking of that, one of the things that I've found really interesting in the past month is, um, the way I communicate with my staff has changed and the way I kind of level with them. I'm a lot less anxious and must burn it all down if things are going wrong, which I think at the beginning of my screen printing journey, I was a little bit like that. Now I just tell people, hey, your behavior or the things that you're doing are impacting me, my personal life. They're causing me to work more. And I'm okay with that for a short period of time. But this is where the business is going now. And the business has become bigger than we initially thought it was going to be you know, even at the beginning of the year. So this is the behavior that's going to be acceptable going forward and just kind of leveling with my employees. Like 
it's time to either step up to this new game yep. or we can just shake hands and say, good run, you know? Yeah. And, and I think those conversations and like the development of yourself as a manager and a business owner is something we don't talk about enough. Yeah. You know? Well, all right. Tell me, tell me guys, if this resonates with you, tell me if it resonates with you. You basically have, um, employees that, you know, are, have been here for a while and they're just used to the way things are going. And all of a sudden you're growing and mistakes start being made and Mm -hmm. mistakes are starting being made again and again and again and again. And you're like, you know, Hey, I, you just keep on making the same mistakes and, and they say, you know, and why are we doing that? You're not doing it this way. Well, I was never told to do it that way. And so you go, uh Oh, I failed on training. Yeah. So it goes all the way back. Like you just want to all of a sudden, like, you know, it's easy to point the, the top finger. gun, top gun buzz in the tower. I want some butts, Yeah. you know, kind of meant, you know, reaction. But the reality is, is man, I need better systems in place mm-hmm. to train these guys. So then I really can't get on them that much. But then you start to implement that training and they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden now you're like, no, this is the way that it has to go because we're growing. Yeah. Um, for me, I've always wanted a shop that employed a lot of flexibility for people to yeah. have a good work life balance. And it's come at the cost of my work-life balance at yep. times. No, and that train's left, I think. The train is left. <laughs> and reali- it took me, you have been around to yeah. see that, you know, um, the, yeah, process kind of work, in yeah, my process, mind. Yeah. Um, but just acknowledging that that train is left and, okay, where do we go from here? What can I afford to put in place yep. at this time? What can I not afford? Yeah. And then plus you have a ton of life stuff going on. Yeah. 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 So balance balance for that. You know, I have three kids. Yeah. Two, two in high school. What a middle school. Yeah. We and have a podcast. I like to travel. I like to do all these things in the industry too. Yeah. And I'm not willing to give any of those up. So yeah. it's a constant balancing act for me and just having honest conversations and really saying like the development of my shop what my values for the shop were at the beginning, as long as I'm still doing right by people, it doesn't mean I can't change the values of the shop and say like, Hey, some of the flexibility is going out the door because we just can't anymore. Yeah. You know? And yeah. And that's the conversation I kind of had with one of my employees, the sales girl, Haley. Um, she's super great. She does a a great job. Mm -hmm. She's been with you for a while. She's been, she's been with me for a while, but, um, it's, you know, you, you start to, uh, Oh, okay, I understand why mistakes are being made because you're doing way more than you used to. In fact, we're going to take some things away from you so that you don't have to do that and we're going to hire more people. Well, then there's that awkwardness of like, well, I used to do that and I'm no longer doing that. I feel like I should be doing that still. I want to help. And then there's the lack of communication and things break down and you got to go, all right, listen, things are changing. We're growing. This is the way it has to be moving forward. It's probably going to change again. Yeah. We're going to have to adapt and change again. I need you to be on board with that. Yeah. And just and just do, we're going to eliminate some services. We're going to start doing things differently so that we well, can't. And how about, like, if you're ever not on board with it, just let me know. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be a big deal. 
you right. know, if you're not on board with it, like maybe just the the relationship or this situation, the time has passed, you know, like, yeah. and I think that that's okay to say to people too, like give them the out without it being a big deal. Yeah. If they need it, if you know, they need it. Yeah. but I don't think enough people talk about giving people the out if they want it. You know, my yeah. business coach, he mentioned to me, he had employed his best friend for a while and it just wasn't working out. And he goes, Hey, like, I think you should find another job or like look for some other opportunities that better suit your personality. And the guy was like, yeah, this, this is really not for my personality, but like, I don't want to move on. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, yeah. I, um, you're not need, right for us then. We need to talk about this. Yeah. So like in our shops, we don't need to avoid the conversations that need to happen because it just causes this built up thing that we don't need to carry with us when we're trying to put out fires. It just like bleeds into other other areas of the shop. It's wasted energy. Yeah. And that goes into hiring and right. The right people and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting the people in there that, you know, need to be there and not need to be there. Um, I once had an employee that, you know, started out great. And then like when other employees came, he just started melting down and he was never happy. Yeah. Did you ever figure out why? I think, no, I, I, I think there was a lot of, um, just self-confidence issues that he was having. And, um, but he would just say things and everybody, it brought the entire shop down and I put up with it too long. Yeah. And I think that it ruined the morale of the shop, you know, mm-hmm. like they're like, oh, you know? And so like for those reasons, I'm like, you know what, from now on, we got to recognize those, those attitudes. Cause it just totally yeah. affects everybody. I will agree with that. I used to have an employee that would come in and like, uh, raise their voice at me in, yeah. in front of everybody. And it just got to the point where I was like, you know what, that's not acceptable behavior. I don't treat you like that. Yeah. I don't. But I think we need to be conscious of what we allow and what yeah. can rub off on other people. And I'm not saying fire people just because they're in a bad mood. No, uh, you, you have, have a conversation. To, there has to be a conversation. You don't know how what that person just came from. That, no. that person might have came from a, a terrible fight um, with their spouse or something happening with their kid or whatever else. Like, you got to have a relationship with your employees for sure to be able to have those talks so that you know like we can delve in the lives a little bit of them and just try to figure out hey maybe today you just need off yeah and that's okay and then that way you're not you know excuse me i just had like a burp (laughs) and a hiccup um ruining the vibe of the shop so kent i've talked to a lot of shop owners and i think it's a thing in the screen printing industry from what i can tell um well besides the big giant shops is everybody's kind of got a vibe of like friends. So where do you draw the line with your employees, Jeremy? Like, do you guys go out for beers? Yeah. Are you friends? Um, sometimes we, we pick like, and I hate to say we pick and choose. I mean, there's certain situations where we can't be. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's fine. Um, I think we've made the mistake of being friends with others and then that's been taken advantage of. So honestly, I would say in the work life, I would say one, don't hire your friends. Mm-hmm. Because I've learned that. Yeah, you know, Don't hire your friends. Um, two, um, yeah, like try to keep those relationships to just work relationships. It's okay to, you know, um, 
you know, be involved and have those personal conversations with them and help them out from time to time. But don't make it your best friend because that's going to be really hard to let them go if something happens, yeah. if they start to take advantage of that. So, yeah, there's a balance there. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's unavoidable and that's okay too. If you guys can work that out and have a, and have that type of relationship. Great. But um, yeah, more often than not, we try to not be super close friends with everybody. Yeah. One of my friends that's a screen printer in New York. He told me, um, we talk quite often. He told me that he, his shop is kind of transitioning from only hiring people he knew or people in the shop, people they knew to hiring outside people. And then that's presented its own challenges of, um, okay, you, you can't call someone an asshole in the shop or something like that, because Mm. now you have all these HR issues from, you know, like it Mm -hmm. used to be friends to friends. And now, now it's not, you know, now it's people that can sue you or would sue you. Do y'all have those employees that like are an HR nightmare? Like, and you just can't do anything about them because that's just their personality. I'm sure every screen, yeah. I don't think a screen printing shop can have an HR department. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how all that works, but my business <laughs> Because there's coach, a lot of words going around the shop and sayings and things that they're doing and dancing and music yeah. and everything else. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I was back in engineering world, we would be like, you know. My business coach, he was like, he's helping me hire more employees. And he goes, well, what are you looking for an employee? And I was like, from everybody that I've questioned that has a bigger shop than me, they're like, find someone that doesn't have life ambition. <laughs> so he's like, how do I put that? He was like, I've literally never hired any. Oh I've never been a gosh. recruiter for any job description like oh that. Gosh. No life ambition. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I've, yeah, there's, but, a, I've got but in, in that, with that said, it's like, okay, why do you think that it's because by the time you train someone to be a really good screen printer, if they haven't been a screen printer and they have ambition to go off and do something else, then they're leaving you. And then you've wasted all that time. Right. Cause it really takes like a good solid year for someone to be a good printer. And so, uh, so that's, that's a good thing, Christy, because like the, the fact that that conversation happened and you're a business that is okay with originally a business that was okay with hiring a transitioning mom mm-hmm. with the, with the, it's going to be okay when you're ready to get back into the workforce. Yeah. This is kind of an in between and people come and people go. And now you're like, no, I can't have that. I need to. Yeah. Um, I'm learning over the past couple of months with the exponential growth of our company that like maybe some positions within my shop, that's okay. Right. But then other positions, right. it's not. I need people that are going to take this serious. Especially a printer. Yeah. Because that's that what's going to cost me money. Printer's going to cost you money. Art, and you've kind of gotten rid of the art side of things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, a printer needs to be here every day. Yeah. So. And be paying attention. And be. Not hungover. Not sleepy. Not anything. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. I think you just named every employee in my shop. <laughs> they don't listen to this because you know why? Because they're like, it's just like my kids and everything else. They're like, I'm going to listen to my dad. I'm going to listen to my boss yeah. talk. So, so ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get so, talked about when you don't listen. <laughs> yeah. I'm going, th- I'm going through the same things, Chrissy. It's not like, it's not anything new. Well, um, you know what's funny is I talk to like five different shop owners that I'm friends with and everybody's, everybody's has going through it with going it, yeah. through this stuff. Yeah, it's, you know, and 
we could yeah there's there's so many things we could talk about the you know um as far as that whole employee situation employee uh, you know boss you know are we a boss are we a babysitter um i know that we kind of find ourselves being babysitters um, to make sure things don't happen but um yeah i think have you you know you said you have a business coach as um like anything that they've said to you like enlightened you to be like oh my gosh like i really don't know what i'm doing like as far as like business is concerned in in the, you know like yeah yeah, yeah. so it's really interesting too because i have a finance degree yeah and so he thinks i know everything right and i don't yeah. I, I literally don't. I go, you know, I work so much right now and I'm like trying to do all these things. And then I also like, I really value my time with my kids and my fiance as well. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to be all these things to everyone because I really value relationships. Um, so I, I, I don't know all my numbers every day. Like I yeah. try to keep my spreadsheets and update them weekly and all that kind of stuff. But if I had my way, I would spend more time on that and really know right. everything. But you ha it's all give and take. You know, like some days I have to go clean screens, you know, yeah. and is that the best use of my time? No, but that's what I have to do you today. You have to do it. Yeah, so, all right, so this is this is a great topic because um, this is one of the things that's been brought to my attention even just going through this business coach thing was finding time to focus on your business instead of working in your business, Yeah. right? And so have you considered documenting your week? I do. Yes. I document my whole day every day. Yeah. I write a list of every task I do. Well, whether it's like sent graphics or revision for artwork, sent an email to this customer, followed up with this. By hand? Or are you writing it in by hand? I wrote, I write it in a notebook every day. Write it. So you journal your day. Yeah. So but, are you able to but, go back and look at that and go, how much time did I waste? Well, so the reason I do it is because I have ADD mm -hmm. and I'm like a squirrel and I like to do all the things. So some days when I don't do that, I find myself going home and being very unfulfilled because okay. I feel like I didn't get a lot accomplished. And so writing my day and if it takes up two notebook pages, I'm like, oh, I did do things today. Right. Okay. They just didn't move the ball a long right. way, you know, but, yeah. but we got all these processes started for sales. We got all these processes started for getting jobs done. We got, you know, I had good conversations with people. I, I did all these things that mattered. Right. Well, so now, now the question is, is can we look back at that chart and see like what the high value activities are in that chart. Yes. The HVAs and the low vac low value activities. Yes. And some of those I will say, Jeremy, like when I was doing that, um, and that's when I decided to hire graphics yeah. for my artwork because I was doing all the steps, all the proofs, and I like my proofs to my customers within an hour um hmm. of inquiry. So I was stopping other things to get those things done. And then some days you just get so many inquiries that you can't get people proofs in an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why I decided to hire them is to take that load off and put my time to better use. Do you feel like you're putting your time to better use? Yes. But okay. that, that is an important thing to point out. Yeah. 
you are responsible for making your time put to better use. I could go have a coffee or a Prosecco with that time. (laughs) I could go chat with people, but if I'm not responsible enough to go put my time to better use, then that's on me. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with that. And I think that that's the process I'm doing right now. And I think that's, you know, valuable for you guys out there that might be in a, in, in kind of like that growth period and not really, you know, you know, quick, quick questions. Like, are you tracking anything? Mm -hmm. Are you keeping up with like just the small things, your time and all of that, you know, well, I don't have any time. Well, now you need to start thinking about that because you yeah. have to have time to accomplish And can I say owner. something about that? I talk to a lot of shop owners on a weekly basis. Yeah. Y'all got a lot of time. You're liking every one of my Instagram posts. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got yep. more time than you think. Yeah. And to them, that might be value, valuable for them because they just need a break from them. But from them, I feel that. Yeah. I love being on Instagram. I like seeing what everybody's doing. Yeah. I feel like it, there's value in it if you're going on for a purpose. Are you connecting with other shops? Are you connecting with your customers? Are you trying to sell? Are you trying to see what's trending? Like there's all these things that it's value. But if you're just going on there and checking out right. for a couple of hours, that's not good. That's not good at all. Yeah. Yeah. So take tracking your day, figuring out the high value items, eliminating things. That's just the first steps in, in, in really kind of improving your business. Yeah, I would say tracking. And then also like taking a good look in the mirror, take some ownership. Right. You know, we are, are all owners of shops, but how often do we look at ourselves? Like you even said it in like managing your employees. Like, are you having the conversations and training your employees the way they need to be right. trained? Or are they all struggling and you didn't do the training? You right. know, I had a problem with, um, with graphics, like, you know, it was good, but then I was like all over the place and we're getting a ton of inquiries every day, but I wasn't putting the necessary standard operating procedures in place mm-hmm. for them to get their job done efficiently without me having to handhold them all day. And at first, I was just frustrated. And I'm like, why can't they get it? Right, because they're not reading your mind. Yeah, but I wasn't articulating what was in my mind to them. And so the onus is on me, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and that's just, um, like, we started to, like, almost put Band-Aids on things Mm -hmm. because of that. And the reality is, is, like, no, we've got to go back and re-figure out, like, better communication. we got to figure out processes in order so that... Like everybody's on the same page so that we don't have to, like employees don't have to read our minds. Companies that we hire don't have to read our minds. Yeah. And I think another great part of that is Printavo. Like if you guys don't use Printavo, um, it's a good way to get everything out of your brain or your salespeople's brains into the computer so anyone in your shop can know what's going on in a job without coming and talking to you yep. and wasting that time. Yeah, and that... I mean, honestly, for me, just going through the uh, the the initial training with Printavo, I was like, "Oh my God, all these statuses are like a life changer." And then I got through them, and I'm like, Matt, I was talking with Matt, and he's like, "You got a million statuses. You got to take. You got to. You know, you just you went overboard. You got to take some." That's of those interesting out. because I didn't have enough. Right. Yeah. He's like, "You got too many." He's like, "You. You know, I could tell like the engineering side. You just want everything." He's like, people aren't going to follow all that stuff. You had all these task lists and everything else. So there is a balance there. And I feel like we're constantly changing that because because of what we're doing and growing. But the cool thing is, is there's that tool there. Now, it's not 
100% perfect. It could do a lot more things. But man, it's specifically meant to run a screen printing shop. And so that's what we needed. That, yeah. The addition of the power scheduler when I'm running three presses. We don't know, use power tr- scheduler. Yeah, yet. we we tried and then we're going to try to implement it again. It's just, you know, you come to find out, oh, I, I need, in order to do that, I need better systems in place because there's extra steps involved and our sales department wasn't used to doing it that way and our product you know production manager wasn't used to doing it that way and our scheduler wasn't used to doing it that way and when is a good way to do you know add it to the power scheduler and we added hired a purchasing person and it just added all these extra steps to the whole process and we're like all right we're going to put that on hold again Mm mm-hmm it's there. The tool is available when we need it, but we're going to now go back and just re revamp everything the way we're doing it so that we can make small improvements and then get to there eventually. Yeah. I think that's a really good point too. And that's one thing I've learned is it's okay to piecemeal things because I met with my Printavo rep. It's not Matt. I know Matt. Um, gosh, what is his name? Uh, Daniel. Maybe? Oh, you have a guy. Okay. Um, I had a girl before, but now she's in okay. charge of everybody. Anna or Ava. And, yeah. um, but, you know, as I added more things in Printavo, I go, okay, don't stop what you're talking about right there. I'm going to go and do these two more things this month. Yep. And then I'm going to meet with you again. Right. But we're just doing a little bit at a time because we've got all these other things changing in the shop. And I know it's going to happen when we start changing things. We're going to find more yep. hiccups. And then we need to work those out before we add too much. Yep. And it's kind of like training your staff, like how do you balance getting everyone on board with a process, a process that may change Yeah. once you figure out what the hiccups are, you know, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah, no, it's absolutely a challenge. So I guess all that being said is we don't know what we're doing. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> we, we act like we, but we know, um, no. And I feel like every shop's different. So like what we're saying is going on with our shops. Yeah. It can, you know, it's probably not going on with your shops or maybe you're like relating a hundred percent with us and going, all right, what do you do? You know, like some of the things, you know, we started doing was, um, you know, like adapting, like, Simon Sinek says, you know, like when you're going through a hard time, you either adapt or you die. Next step. Look at the next step you can take. And so you, it's uh, sometimes it's like a hard evaluation of like, yeah, you might be really used to doing, I don't know, digital graphics. And that was like, you know, something that you did and added to your repertoire or sublimation or, um, I know one, uh, heat press vinyl. Well, we like to have heat press vinyl just in case somebody wants a, a custom shirt, you know, mm-hmm. but like how much life sucking, you know, time it. is heat press vinyl do for you? I know, but, and it's one of Sublimation those things was the like, same way. I keep it from like my high value clients. If they want a one off, like I'm not yeah. going to tell them no. Like, I tell them no. I've just had to make the decision to tell them no. Yeah. Like I send them to somebody else. I mean, and it's okay that I send them to somebody else. It is else. okay to say no. And I and so like some of those things, you just have to start to eliminate and and again, what's high value for your company, and then you know, like embroidery. Embroidery is super high value for us. Yeah, I'm I mean, so glad I added embroidery. And and that was a great ad. Sublimation, not so much. We yeah. did it for masks when yeah. 
when we were in COVID. Um, so we got kind of got rid of sublimation. I got rid of vinyl. I got rid of, um, you know, I went, I started going to networking groups and I partnered with a sign shop that does vehicle wraps and in like large format graphics. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to give him work because he sends me all kinds of screen printing. Yeah. Like he sends me his clients that are like, man, I would need an outside salesperson to go get that client. Yeah. And he sent them to me. So That's like, awesome. so like that, those types of partnerships, like think about that, you guys, like there's opportunities out there that you may be thinking like, no, it's all up to me and whatever I do and everything else. And it's really not like you start to make friends in the industry and share, mm -hmm. you know, information and share clients and share, you know, and give referrals and things like that. And all of a sudden, like you're growing even more because of it and, yeah. and you're not going through those headaches because somebody else does it for you. Already does it well. So, and I feel like that's con like you, you make these decisions to maybe contract some stuff out. Mm -hmm. I'm contracting out yeah. right now. You contract out, especially when things, life stuff happens. You know, I got to go get married. I got to go to Barbados. Yeah. I got to go, I got to do my thing, you know. Got to do it. So 21 days. So yeah, you have to contract out, contract, let's say embroidery. You're saying no to embroidery. Why are you saying no to embroidery? Or maybe you're saying yes to embroidery and you suck at it. Yeah. You know, contract it out, you know, yeah, do like things like we are very good at business. like one and two color embroidery, but I contract everything else out. Yeah. So, and, and so again, just assessing your business is, I guess the point, um, assessing the business to find out like what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And if you haven't spent time on that because you're out in the shop doing it, then, you know, you're going to get burned out. Yeah. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that, but trying to learn too much or be too much at one time, you will get burned out. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Most people do. So there's that, e the e-myth that like after five or like five to seven years, you're going to, you're going to be great. And then you're going to be bankrupt <laughs> because you just burn out. Yeah. And what's the, what's the saving grace and all that? What, what helps people survive past that five to seven year mark? Mm -hmm. It's actually focusing more on your business instead of in your business. Yeah. It's, so, that, it's that processes and things to. So if you are focusing on your business, what are you specifically focusing on this month? This month is standard operating procedures for me. In what part? Well, one, it's art because mm -hmm. I'm going to do the same thing as you and I'm going to get rid of art. But in order to do art, or to get rid of art, I've learned from your mistakes. Yeah. You, you sharing me with me the, the SOP nightmare. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to learn from that. And um, I'm going to make my SOPs before I actually hire that out. Perfect. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm going to justify doing it first. So like I have to know where that money's going to be yep. coming from to be paid. Perfect. To paid out. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's one major step. And then my, so... SOPs, but in order to do SOPs, I got to free up some time. Yeah. And so that's so, where the balancing act comes that's in. That's the balancing act. So this yeah. this is the this next month is me figuring out how to free up some time to focus on SOPs. Mm -hmm. And then once I do that, it's just just even for art. Yeah. Right now, I can just do one for art. One for art. Justify it. Contract it out. Mm -hmm. And then now that's even more time for me. Yeah. And then I the go to the ones. next step. 
So, and like I will say for justifying the price of something like graphics, you know, $10,000, that's not that much. That's like two to three screen printing jobs. Right. You could, you could sell that in a day. Yeah. You know, like if you were diligent, you could go out and get that in a day. Right. And cultivate those relationships, ask for referrals, all of that. So I'm not trying to scare people when I say like justify the expense of something, but you need to be aware that the effort is going to be needed to be made. Yep. Well, and so what I challenge people to do, because I thought of things differently up to a certain point and then last year it kind of changed for me was, all right, so I'm sitting there saying it's going to be way too expensive to buy another auto. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to be way too expensive to buy an auto coder. It's going to be way too expensive to buy an auto reclaim. Maybe 15 years from now, I'll be there. Yeah. You know, like 10 years from now, maybe five years from now, I'll make a plan. Maybe I'll do that. And I'm sitting there watching my screen guy struggle to put emulsion on. So then I have to put emulsion on. Right. And then our business is growing. We order another auto because to keep up with our business Mm -hmm. that just accelerates now i've got three now you have more problems yeah i've got more problems coming on and my screen guy is is now struggling twice as much right to keep up yeah and then you know one thing leads to another and i gotta fire my screen printing guy Mm -hmm. or my screen guy right yeah. And then now I've got to hire somebody else and I'm like reteach them. Reteach everything and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you know like it's like I've created a monster." Yeah. And so what's like what's valuable? Like growing the company or spending all your time training people that are just going to quit because they're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Right? So so then I was like, "You know what? I, if I buy a machine to coat the screens, it's 15 grand. That's nothing. Yeah. 15 grand is nothing. So if I can get that thing in here and I did, then all we're doing is pushing a button mm-hmm. and that machine never calls off sick. And my screen guy is like, thank God I don't have to coat screens anymore that in that same yeah. way. And so then the next uh, like honest step for me was to go, man, now he's spending all of his time at the washout booth. So can I justify buying an auto coder, yeah. a water, auto washer, auto reclaim? And, and oh my gosh, that just went from 15 to 50. Yeah. Whoa. You're you know? good at spending money, Jeremy. I know, but, but <laughs> that machine never calls off. Yeah. Right. True. And so that guy's production has ramped up so that we never have to worry about screens anymore. Yeah. Right. He's flying through him. He actually has more time to come out here on the floor and help. That's awesome. So, yes, money hurts mm-hmm. the bottom line, but there's good money and like there's good yeah, debt and bad debt. For sure. And so you have to make those decisions. You have to understand that and justify it. And if you can justify it with time gained and less labor, mm-hmm. I'm paying him less labor to do the same job. Yeah. In fact, he's taking half the time he's doing it, did it in the past, probably a quarter of the time he's doing it in the past. And he's now participating in other things. But the onus is on you to keep him busy. 
yep. or other things. Yep. And so now and he's moving in. And not just let him twiddle his thumbs and let that money go to waste yeah, or that he, time that's yeah. freed up go to waste. And so, so yeah, there's, we changed our mindset in that mm-hmm. and went ahead and got those things. And it has been um, a relief. We don't have to worry about the screen department anymore. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, not, not, not in the same ways as before. Mm-hmm. There's other things. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, now it's, you know, shipping and receiving and pur- and purchasing and those things have changed. Yeah. And just keeping up with the shop and printing and yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, you kind of go, all right, you know, maybe you got to spend some money to, to take care of the, the problems instead of mm-hmm. just you doing them yourselves. Yeah. Because I was the one putting emulsion on. So that's one of the things I had to do. Hire it out. Um, so with a machine, with my shop, the past last month, it was about improving our print process. Right. Um, I went ahead and spent some money and just revamped the whole process at once. I did our emulsion. I did our screens. I did our squeegees. I did our ink all at once. Better prints, better prints. Um, and it saved a ton of time on press, saved a ton of time, like dialing in. Probably saved ink. I, I don't know about that. I know that that's what everyone says. Um, I don't know if we're going through more ink because we're busier or if yeah. we're laying more ink down on the shirts. Yeah. It doesn't it's feel thicker. Tru- um, it's good to troubleshoot all that, though. Um, so that's something I'm still navigating. But the prints look remarkable. Yeah. It's easy to print. Um, once it's set up, there's no fiddling with it afterwards. Um also in that process I learned like a couple of my bulbs were going out on my flash so I had to replace all those some of my carriages in the press were just getting worn out um so I needed to replace those to get a more consistent print too so we spent I spent a lot of money last month dialing everything back in to get a better print um but I'm very happy with what we're able to put out currently um this month is just dialing in um my workflow with my employees and getting everybody back on the same page of this is how much we need to work this is everybody's job and i'm not changing anything else until i get that right yep right now um and there's the caveat in there is i'm gone for 21 days you know so getting everybody back in line giving everyone some grace for me being gone too and having to work remotely that's Um, tough that's tough to you know that you you know but but i feel like you can come back renewed mm -hmm. and ready to like hit the ground running again yeah and 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 that's where maybe like maybe that new that kind of new system goes into place and this is the way we're doing it from this yeah. point on we're going to stick a, put a stake in the ground and this is what we're doing yeah, yeah. um so i'm excited about That's that exciting. and then also like we're partnering with a couple of other shops to contract out bigger jobs you know anything over a thousand pieces we're we're not doing in-house anymore yeah. we're getting rid of those um my shop's just too small mm-hmm. um but it's okay. Like before it would have stressed me out and we would have been working overtime and all that. Now yeah. there's people that can do it in two hours. You know, yeah. like why are we doing it? Yep. <laughs> True. You yeah. know, a thousand pieces in two hours might be well too much, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's a, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I understand. I, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's smart. Yeah, for sure. So 
that's where I'm going. Cool. Yeah. And I'm going on vacation. And you're going on vacation really soon. <laughs> I will say I had those questions. Um, Do you want to ask me anything else? No, I think that um, I think that some something that we can part with in our conversation is um, that I, I don't know. Do you have a mission and vision for your company? No. You know yeah. why? And my business coach, coach asked me this the other day. He goes, Christy, how much money do you want to make? How, yeah. what do you want your life to look like? Any of that. And I was almost embarrassed to tell him yeah. like my life has changed so much in the past five years. You've known me for eight years. Yeah. Like my life has changed so much between like yeah. getting divorced, being a single mom. And now like I'm going into the next step of getting married again and building a life with someone else. Yeah. And also my kids are getting older and then my shop is evolving as well and then yeah. i'm evolving within the industry and the vision and mission that i had for time. my life last year is completely yeah. different than it is right now and my values are different well my my core values are the core same. values the same yeah but what i know is possible now is completely different from what i knew is possible then right um and i haven't i don't have it figured out yeah. So here's the thing that the job coach kind of said to me, and I thought that this was something that, like, like I can see it. Um, I think it's tangible to do. Like, so to, yeah, we have a mission and vision. It's changed. Mm -hmm. um, it was something that we just kind of did. Like, the mission and vision's always, at the beginning, is just pay the bills. Yeah. However you need to pay the bills. There's your mission. There's your vision. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And I pay think the, a lot of people start out that yeah, way. Everybody starts off that way. So, um, but... Like to sit here and, and, and really think about what's important to you because like we talked about today, there has to be a point where you stick a stake in the ground and you, and you lay those things out on what is important to you so that you can share those things with your employees and get the right people in your team mm -hmm. to buy into what's important to this company. You make it about the company. Yeah. Right? It's about the company. This is what's important to the company. This is how, this is the standard that we're going to run our company from now on. Yeah. Right? And it could just be four or five things like, you know, great customer service, high integrity, call, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. like, and what's integrity mean to you? it might mean something different to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you really have to spell out what you're talking about. And when you say integrity, right. Or, yeah. and those key kind of value words also consider like the people, the, the, the shops that you admire, the other business owners that you admire, you know, you might have some friends that say, man, I love the way they do business. Well, what, Go find out what they're doing. What exactly they're doing that you like. Because you what might you not like. like all parts of it. You might not like all parts of it. Don't try mm. to mimic somebody else. Come up with your own. So that when you share them with your employees and then you then you take it the next step further and you say, all right, here's, here's where we're at as a company. Here's where we want to be. Here's where you fit into the company. And here's where you can be later on if you continually push for that so now you're driving these employees to to basically work for the greater good of the company instead of themselves or you personally mm -hmm. right and so that's that's the beauty about it is that like if for instance people start making terrible mistakes you go back and you say hey 
right? Like usually you just want to go, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to, and it's personal, right? It's your money. It's your money. Spending. It's personal. Yeah. But what you could do is now once those systems are in place and once those values are in place, you can go to that customer or you can go to that employee and go, hey, remember when we talked about that, you know, where you wanted to be in the company and where you saw yourself and I talked about like how you get there is to live up to these things. Like the mistakes you're being made, you're making will never get to you where you want to be in the company mm-hmm. because you're not living up to these things. Yeah. And so is that what you want to continue to do? Because if so, then we're going to have to part ways. Yeah. Like, but if not, if you can, if you can make back improvements and you make it about f- now the greater good, right? Rising tides raises all ships. Mm-hmm. So if you can make it about your business as being that kind of what the investments in from everybody, everybody has an input in a, in a, and a value, then it's so much easier to hold them accountable, yeah. right? And you can have those hard talks and it's not personal anymore. Correct, yeah. It's, they it's bought into personal. it. They bought into it. So there's a lot of value in doing that. If you're not doing that, it's okay, but you're just running a business based on what you may or may not have communicated to your employees just and they're trying to read it. your mind. <laughs> yeah. Just think about it and like let it process a little bit, drink some Prosecco and let it process <laughs> like meld in and then yeah. take, take, you know, take a couple days and then think about how you're doing things. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes it just seems like, Oh, well that's just that, you know, kind of culture, you know, mindset and we're not there. We don't need to be there, but Oh my gosh. Like when you start running into major problems and you find yourself stressed and overwhelmed and everything else, like you probably should have did it already. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So Jeremy, a thing in our podcast is passion and purpose. So I was thinking about this on the way over here and how it kind of develops. Jeremy, June, what is it? Second? Yeah. June 2nd, 2023. What is your passion and what is your purpose? Hmm. Um, so I would say that my passion is to, to really grow a, grow this business for one, for the employees, um, two, for who I potentially am going to hand it off to. So like I want to, I want to get this, my passion is to get this built up to where I can hand it off to somebody else. Mm-hmm whatever that looks like. Um, so kind of like that's my purpose or my passion, but I feel like my purpose in it is to be, um, is to be a good, like for me, relational, like be that kind of, that kind of relationship guy that's going to be able to kind of pull everything together in a way like, you know, that's gonna, it's gonna, not seem like super like a big old nasty boss kind of thing, but, but also like not be a best friend with somebody, but just kind of provide that kind of relationship. So like relationships are more like really important to me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my purpose is to be that relation, be that, be that cultivating a community, cultivating that community of through relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of, I feel like that's my purpose. It's not, it's, you know, and to try to combine my passion into that, is what I'm trying to figure out, yeah. right? So how about you? Um, so my passion, um, I think it is like the greater decorated apparel industry 
Um, I love learning about this industry. I love learning about all the different people that come into it, everything that we can learn from each other and then teaching of people who know less than us about certain areas. Like I feel like we all have so much to give each other. So like just continually being a lifelong learner. And I, I love this industry. Like I think there's so much value in the world of like how much money is spent in this industry, how much benefit businesses get from the decorated apparel industry. Um, I'm just very passionate about the decorated apparel industry in general. My purpose is showing my children that you can make a career and a life out of anything you want. You just need to have the passion around it. The love for it. The love for it. um, And find your own way in it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to look like what everybody says your life needs to look like. That's evidence of every single person we've interviewed on Mm -hmm. the show. Everyone's done it differently. Yeah. So I would say that that currently June second, twenty twenty three. That's my passion change. and purpose. <laughs> Jeremy's <laughs> like, see you tomorrow, yeah. Christy. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's gonna change. Well, and so here's the thing. I'm like, uh, two months ago, my passion was different. Yeah. Right. I, I like, think that's what's yeah, interesting man, to think about is how your passion and purpose develop over time. It does. I think. Um, I think. Yeah. I think it's a challenge, and you should, at home, you should, you guys should do that as well. Like just set down some time to just figure that out. I mean, talk about it with your spouse. What do you think my passion and purpose is? Have them tell you what they think it is. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's scary. It is. Yeah, they might go, Be like, I don't do know. laundry. Do laundry <laughs> is my pet. Like, I wish it was your passion to do laundry and empty the dishwasher. <laughs> but um, it, no, it'd be like, try to be serious about it. You know what? Yeah, that's that's the scary thing is asking your spouse because they'll be really truthful with you, you yeah. know? especially if they don't work with you. So, yeah, and then yeah. ask them. It's been interesting um, with my fiance. He's, you know, I've gone through times where I'm like, well, I don't make a ton of money in this industry. Should I try to do something else? And he's like, I literally can't envision you doing anything yeah. else. You're so passionate about what you're it's doing awesome. and you love to go to work every most days. <laughs> I was going to say yeah. every day, most days. It may require Prosecco. Yeah. You love to go to work. You love talking about it. When someone wants to talk about it, you light up. Yeah. Like, come on now. <laughs> no, it's no, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. This has been a fun episode. Yeah, I mean, it's like a little huh? catch up different episode. Yeah. yeah. Lots to talk about, and I'm sure we'll have more of these. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Please like, click, and subscribe. Um, that's most important right now. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to that and just kind of ding the bell. Like when you do those things, like it sends out your like kind of algorithm to like other your people, right? Like your people, <laughs> like your your contacts and stuff. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden you kind of we kind of grow in that, and like we're doing this for you guys. Um, this we're not gaining anything out of this. I wish we were. No, we, I like eventually, it though. It's fun. I actually am gaining something from it. I like talking about all this stuff. Yeah, and it's no, made I mean, my, it's made me tr- think about my business more. Monetarily, I should say. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like monetarily, we're not. So this is just fun for us. So yeah. please help us to keep this going by liking, clicking, subscribing, sharing, commenting, doing all those things for us. That would be awesome. Thank you so much, you guys. And until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Oh,